Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide and coming back from travels, trips, things and that. And I'm getting ready to go on another trip starting tomorrow. We have the Mountain Rifleman's course uh, with CR2 and myself happening up in Colorado. Uh, cameo. Um, weather looks like it might be okay. A little chilly, but not too bad. I mean, we got a little bit of flurry flakes coming through. Um, that kind of stuff, but uh, nothing too crazy. However, I do want to say that at the same time that I'm doing this podcast and I'm recording it, I am also live on Sniper's Hide so that this has a live going. I haven't checked it out yet. Um, I just put everything on and haven't seen how it's working, but I'll have to go take a look and see if it's coming up. Um, not anything there. Oh, there, let's see, channels live every day, nope, oh, there we go, eh, who knows, channel settings, lives, things like that, and if we go, boom, so I'm popping in on the lives and all, and um, I'm going to jump into the class in one second, but like I said, we had the uh, uh, Tim Parkhurst on. With the Marine Corps stuff crazy, they just unilaterally just killed the scout snipers and all that. And so I just want to say thanks to everybody for following that podcast and doing what we were doing there. I'm going to go in and see, am I lied? Oh, watch it now. Do I come up? It looks like it's going to fire up. Yeah, it actually, my live is technically working, guys. Um, So... We are there, we are in the live mode, and everything appears to be working okay. So, live's good, podcast is good, we should be ready to roll with you guys with the Everyday Sniper Podcast, All right? Um, so I wanted to get into one thing uh, pr just prior to the match, in, in, or not match, but um, the class, uh, Chris isn't going to make it way. So way ended up in surgery. He's actually in the hospital right now uh, getting his back worked on. He screwed himself up and he was supposed to have surgery prior and then it got rescheduled to he's going to end up missing the class. So we were supposed to be doing a rifle craft. I'm going to end up doing some of it. So my Originally, the, the this this first mountain uh, mountain shooter class, mountain hunter class, was supposed to be CR two, the craft with Chris Way, and then myself. I would basically do day one, um, you know, doing the fundamentals, getting everybody fired up of what we were going to do. We would get Roberts then to take us to the next level, and then Way was going to take us to the third on the third day. And put all three of them together. Well, because Chris is laid up in surgery right now and he's in the hospital, what is going to end up happening is uh, Chris and I are going to do it. So I'm going to do that piece of the rifle craft because I wrote it with Chris. And the only thing is I don't have his algorithm, his software, his spreadsheet to put the info in. I'm going to bring the um, the the... Uh, scoring papers with me so potentially I can take everything back and then give it to Chris and then move from there we should be able to uh, get people the data after but we actually grew into quite a big class um, and, and the program's looking pretty good I think um, between 
uh, myself, Roberts, and uh, Laura will be able to take care of everybody, no problem. And, and, and Cameo is just as perfect for where we have to go. Plus, we've been told uh, Cameo set up pretty well, so we don't have to get crazy with the setups. But I'm looking forward to it. I, we came back. Uh, I mean, not that I didn't. I didn't debrief, but just prior to, because, again, it's it's on top of each other. So it's like, oh, I have a plan. I'm going to do this. Um, we're going to get it. And then it's like, Tim texts me that Saturday. So I got home Friday from California, and we'll talk that, um, the, the Paula class. We had a blast in Paula again, even though you've seen the weather. The weather was terrible. So we go California. We fly in early, and we stay at Oceanside, a couple days at Oceanside, enjoy ourselves, get to meet and greet some of the Marines and people out there and people that uh, Laura served with when she was stationed out California-wise and doing her truck driving thing. Um, so really enjoyed Oceanside, really in talk, uh, enjoyed talking to the Marines that I talked to. It, it, uh, you know, we're in a bubble again. So, I mean, I do the precision rifle thing. I, um, you know, I kind of focus in my lane, right? So we're doing, you know, what do we do precision rifle in, in our lane? Well, we got that. And when you talk to these Marines and you're listening to the changes, that's like so outside of my lane. And it's just really interesting to see the change in the rifles, right? They go from the M4s and then the LVPOs. And guys all got one to sixes, one to eights, whatever they're running. And they're not running ACOGs or aim points like they were. And so it's it's seeing how they're trying to make the individual sort of a more universal practical marksman right it's it's we specialize you're always specializing in something bolt gun prs nrl whatever the case may be we specialize and so in that specialization we run into a, a little bit of a problem and we tend to focus too much on that one side and we lose all those other parts. You know, a good example is handgun and PRS. You go down to core K&M, first time they're running a match and a guy with a Serpa nicks himself in the leg, NDs, scrapes his leg, PRS doesn't have handgun anymore so you 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 had uh, one of shannon's matches is one of his first matches he has a, a an accident and someone's injured with a gun no more handgun so now prs is rifle 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 and nobody's switching to these other support weapon systems in practice you take that back with some of these other affiliations and other series like here out in Waiko, we put handgun back in. So there is a handgun element to the shooting that we do, right? We, we got handgun. And that's a valuable skill. That's something that we should be doing that isn't done anymore because of why, well, because somebody got hurt. And, and so that becomes the case where... Uh, it's it's not um, 
optimal for us. You know, it's like we're shortcutting our, we're shorting ourselves, not shortcut, but we're shorting ourselves a skill and a talent because one person fucked up and got hurt and one place didn't handle it or didn't, you know, didn't think about that up front. You know, they did it from a draw instead of a low ready. You know what I mean? So it's buzzer, clock, speed, go. Guy pulls a handgun out with a Serpa. Finger goes on the trigger. He ends up catching around in the side of his leg, right? And and, and where you want to think about it is, okay, you're, you're, you've got new people. You've got not handgun people. You have people that aren't up to speed, low ready, then go dump the gun, move on. You know, that kind of thought process is the thing that has to go into, including handgun in an event that is not handgun specific where not everybody is a whiz-bang pistolero. You know, you got to go from the lowest to the highest and not from the highest to the lowest in that case. You know, most of what we do, we focus around the best guys. What are the best guys going to do? And this is one of those cases where the worst guy has got to be up front and thinking about it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's neat. And it goes into play like talking classes. I, I got that mountain warrior class coming up or, the, you know, the mountain course. But I also have a handgun bolt gun combo with weapon snatcher with John. Right. So we have weapon snatcher there who's Marine security forces uh, is is a, a bodyguard type uh, guy. And went and worked the riots with the news organizations, was caught on camera, snatching the weapon from an Antifa jerk, and now he has that reputation. So him and I are doing a combination handgun-bolt gun, so that way you fight a little with your handgun, you get to your bolt gun, you go out of your bolt gun, back to your handgun, and you learn to use both of them together rather than two separate entities, and then when it's time to put them together, it's a mess. You know, it's not, I mean, the carbine handgun people, they default to those sidearms, right? If you go take a carbine class, you're probably going to have to have a handgun on your side, and they're probably going to do transitions. Bolt gun class, not so much, but we should, right? Because in a way, we're the oh shit Where's our security? You know, what's happening behind me, around me? Because I'm focused 600 yards in front of me. I really better have somebody six yards behind me paying attention to what's going on, right? You know, that that is a consideration. My personal security. Can somebody get to me? You know, am I going to have to transition and get away from that 25 power scope to a 0x optic? And engage danger close in my space, you know, in my space, in my face, in my spacey face, right? Whoa, you guys can't hear that probably on the other thing. So not everything going through the board is probably going through the podcasty stuff. So I'm pushing board buttons and I don't think the board is playing through, although it might be. So podcast people will hear it. The live stream people, you may not be hearing me push buttons on my board. So just so you know, I'm I'm reacting to something you don't see. Think of it as a ghost, Bigfoot. Got Bigfoot right behind me. Where is he? He's over there. There he is. I got, oh, wait, wait. Whoop, 
I'm missing it. Man, it's harder than it is to do it backwards like that. I'm trying to point to something on the other screen. It's much harder than it seems. So anyway, that's my thought on these follow-up stuff and, and sort of working those things. But the um, it was interesting conversation. So back to Paula. So Mark and everybody, we do the class in Paula. Excellent crew. And you know... This was a really good example of the, 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 the students make the class and sort of move the class in the direction it needs to go. And I'll explain. I do the three-day class. And first day, you got your fundamentals. Second day, we gather the dope and we go over all that. And then the third day, we have a little bit of fun and we follow up with what people want to address. Now, normally, it's sort of an intro to PRSE, you know, alternate positions is what it comes out to be. And a lot of these ranges have barricades, props, things like that, or the shooter brings a tripod. The tripod is going to be your best tool. I highly recommend if you come to any of my classes, you bring a tripod and you have that tripod and we address it, even if it's a short class, two-day class, if you bring a tripod and want to learn tripod, come see me. Anyway, so Paula class, little older crowd, little different crowd, okay? Not the comp people, I want to do barricades and do all this, but more of a more a more practical individual group, right? So there was crews, these three guys shoot together, these two guys shoot together, these two guys shoot together. So we had little crews like that, but then we had differing kind of perspective. I want to do this, they want to do this, and the beauty of the third day allows us to do that, right? So we were able to transition into what they needed to and not necessarily something they weren't interested in. So... You're not a comp guy. Why are we doing comp stuff with you? But you want to hunt. You want a practical. Maybe you like the NRL hunter stuff. Maybe you don't like PRS barricade stuff. That gives us that flexibility to do that. And then we were able to kind of solve everybody's needs in that situation. And I think the class went really well. Um, No big problems. Everybody cleaned up really well. The videos... The podcast, the discussions really help. Guys are coming in, and this has always been the case with me because I put out so much media. You can go and see what I'm doing, see what I'm talking about. So what do you do is you watch the videos and all that. We had a lot of really good guys watching the videos, coming in prepared, ready to go, which is a good thing, right? It, It moves us along quicker and allows us to do really, you know, cool shit. Like, a good example is, I mean, the Pala range, it's a little on an incline. It's about an eight-degree incline up. It doesn't go much past 800 yards. There's a few 820s, 817s in there, or 880s. Some, But it doesn't go much past 800 yards. But it's got targets everywhere, right? There's gazillion targets. You almost have to... It's the hardest part of Pala is telling people what target to shoot. Like generally near the end, I just basically got people used to, because there's number blocks, but the number blocks repeat, right? 
So it still can be confusing. We're shooting two. No, not that two, this two. But anyway, so I tried to get the targets directly in front of people. Now, the nice thing with Paula is they have that silhouette style targeting system. So they have, like, in a lot of their targets aren't AR500. They don't sound right, hit right. They, they act weird. But they do have the ones that you hit and knock off the railing. Silhouette shooting. And with that, one MOA targets for the range. So we're able to go to somebody, centerline watermark, centerline watermark, go to a duck, centerline watermark, centerline watermark, go to a duck, right? And then you have the guy go to a duck and he's able to shoot a one MOA target and everybody just damn fantastic with that. And being able to go one, two, three, solid, one, two, three, solid, and, and move you to something else is awesome. You know what I mean? That I don't, I, and, and the nice thing is, usually I can spot the next shooter's big target and the previous shooter's little. In most cases, if you say I'm shooting that duck, I can then turn around and go, okay, I got you, dude. And then boom, you're right there. Everything looks good. And then things will go from that point. So it's a great way to put in some extra shooting on some smaller targets and give that class that value added. And that's what I really, really like. Why I focus on my target package a lot, big, medium, small. I want that big plate to catch the miss to get you on there, the little plate to fine tune, and then the smallest plate to make sure you're focused, right? Your pinpoint. And, and that's what we, we, we were able to really well accomplish in Pala. We had a good crew of people. We had a lot of, of guys that were, were just, I mean, doing a lot of really good stuff in that area. And, and it was appreciated. So everybody that came out to Pala, and then I got one more thing with that. Uh, thank you for the class. Thank you for coming out. Great crew of people. Great, uh, great turnout. 16, 17 people, even with the weather, right? If you guys saw anything with the NASCAR race or anything like that, it snowed, it was windy, it was raining. I came back with a cold, right? So that was part of the reason with this, like, not podcasty, not stuff. So we are sitting outside, like, every night with dinners. And the last night, my back was out, and, and the wind and the rain was kind of coming against the nylon and... The heater wasn't working because they put out the friggin' the fresco heaters and shit, and they don't work for fuck. And um, especially in a big crowd, you know, if you got two people at a table, maybe, but we got 12 people. So anyway, um, so I caught a cold, and then that's when Tim hit me with the Marine Corps stuff. I did that podcast immediately, got really sick, really phlegmy. I was just, it was a chest cold on snot and wasn't speaking. You can still hear it. I'm still stuffed on one side a, a bit, but um, that's why you didn't get any extra out of me with that. But Paula turns out good. We come out, we're getting ready for the mountain course that we have this coming week. So tomorrow I leave to go to Grand Junction. We got guys from Australia. We got guys from Alaska. We got guys from all over the place. We got army guys in here. I mean, it's just going to be a great crew but unfortunately, it's just going to be Roberts and I, as Way is currently sitting in the hospital wearing yellow socks with grippy on the top in case he wants to do some weird like X-Men monkey shit and hang upside down from the 
upside top side of his feet instead of the bottom, but he's in the hospital. Um, so we're going to take care of that for everybody. Appreciate him with it. And I, and I think it's going to be good. Um, putting together a nice little program, putting together some nice stuff. I, I, I think, uh, we're, we're looking, we're looking pretty good with Chris and, and I for the mountain course. We do have a second mountain course that way should be at in May. So there'll be a follow-up to this class or a, another crack at it uh, in in May. But like I said, I think I'm going to be able to do a lot of the Riflecraft USA stuff. I just don't have access to the computer. But if I copy his score sheet and we run a series of drills with the score sheet, I don't think we'll have any problem uh, as far as uh, uh, getting the... Um, what do you call it? The uh, the the information over to him uh, it, it, as far as that goes. I'm trying to frame this guy. I'm going to try to move my camera a little bit, see if it does anything. Huh, who knows? No. Oh, well, we'll go from there. Anyway, so I was just playing my camera a little bit and to see how, how that goes. But hopefully, if this works out well, it will save, it will follow up. I'll do the podcast like I'm doing right now, talk to you guys, all that, while at the same time, same computer, same everything, I will film it for a live stream. The live stream will then be available on video in the Sniper's Hide TV. So... Go on Sniper's High TV. It should now, there is a mini disconnect happening. I have to kind of get them and they and they just did an update and some things are kind of dropping right now, but I have to get them to try to reconnect High TV app with High TV desktop. So on the High TV desktop, it seems to be seamless with the live stream. Right now, the app somehow got disconnected from that desktop so they need to reconnect the two because the app is not pulling up that I'm live and I'm live streaming. So going into the app somehow and getting it like the real time came apart. Uh, I don't know exactly, but it, it's just not it's not working the way I want it to as far as that goes. But it's much easier now. I can figure this out better. It seems to be connecting, although I still notice a drop happening. It looks like it spools and it drops where the Vimeo side is working good, but the high TV side appears to drop the signal every so often when I look at it, like it pulls up and maybe it's just a setting or something I'm not doing right. There's picture and picture air parade. I wonder if these settings, oh, wait a minute. Why is that quality down? My quality is sh is shit. Let's see how that looks. Yeah, it was down to like 240 quality. Part of that might be part of the problem. It was really low, low, low quality. Um, you got to set like what I'm finding for guys that are looking is that, um, yeah, this is, uh, what do you call it? It's like you have to go in and look at the settings and that, don't be afraid within the high TV to manipulate the settings that you're seeing. So that's part of um, something that uh, you might want to go and look at is 
anyway. Yeah, because nobody's coming on and seeing this on the live side of things. But I, I was kind of aware that was a potential happening. But you, you can definitely go into the Hide TV. There's settings to change the quality of the settings. There's some uh, different, uh, the chat, the shout outs, the Q&As. Like I'm going to be able to put in questions and answers, but I just have to make this so the notifications are better because right now nobody knows I'm live. And that's part of the problem is it broke sort of the notifications where the app should be notifying you. But because that notification is broke, that the live is not telling you, hey, you know, by the way, um, I'm live. You know, it's not doing that little piece that it's supposed to do. Let me take a look and see what this guy looks like. Yeah. Like pulling it up and doing it. Yeah, I mean, it comes up in the notifications like, hey, Sniperside community has gone live and then you can hit on the watch now and it fires right up and pulls it. But it just doesn't know and it needs that people. But yeah, I mean, it's definitely um, it's definitely working uh, that way. So uh, I'm, I'm going in. But you do have to go and, and change the settings and do that kind of stuff. Because it, it, it's definitely like minimal quality, minimal. Uh, like it's at the lowest quality when you look at it. As far as that goes, you have to bump the settings up. You have to go in and, and do that so it knows. So um, definitely, definitely do that. But no, I'm, I'm digging this now that I'm, uh, the Vimeo change looks good. The connection to the computer is better. I have to do it on a computer right now, but that's definitely looking better. And um, so pretty good. Not, not too bad. Anyway, but final piece of the Pala class. I got to go back to the Pala class because one thing came up. I, it's downstairs. Otherwise, I should go get it and I can show it to you. Um, but I don't have it in front of me. So just picture it's in front of me. Whoop, 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 whoop. Right there. Um, so guy in the class has a scope. And I blew it off last year, but I knew he had it. So I got it. I had to get it. So I, I bought a scope. I, I, you know, it's used. So I, I got me, a, are you ready for this? I got me a IOR. <laughs> I bought, <coughs> I'm choking. <laughs> Look, it brought my cold back. It made me gag. <coughs> ah, you heard that right. I got an IOR. I bought the Sniper's Hide Edition 3 to 18 with the reticle. I never had one. I mean, I did, but it broke, and it was like, fuck, they sent me one early, early, and it immediately broke. 200 rounds, the thing broke, because IOR broke. And, and so Frank had one that actually broke and went back and got replaced. So I'm like, I'll buy it from you. So I now have an IOR Sniper's Hide Edition scope from back in the day when the members did the reticle and the members. So it has that like multi-purpose. And it's, it's if you go back in time too, like this is an old fucking, I mean, we're talking 18, I don't know how many years, a fucking shit ton of time. It's got a floating dot reticle, right? We were 260 floating dot guys in 2001. 
How crazy is that, right? Today, that's like 6'5", floating dot. What do you need? I need a 6'5". What do you got to put in it? Floating dot. Okay. And it's like, dude, we were doing that 18 years ago. That's how far forward Sniper's High was. Not only do we get credit, like I've been given credit quite a bit. It, it happened again this year for being the number one driver to get a front first. And the guy's making fun of me on YouTube because I called it a front focal plane instead of first. It's in the first focal instead of the front. It's in the front, dude. Anyway, so I was the one that told the world like America needs to be a front focal plane because everybody was second. I mean, I'm wearing a Night Force shirt, Night Forcey. Got Night Force right there. Second focal plane, right? Night Force. Used to sit with Jeff and all them. Hey, man, you guys are cool, but you should do a front focal plane. Fuck that second shit. And, and he'd be like, yeah, whatever you say, little kid. And I'd be like, no, no, I mean it. And they were like, yeah, go away, little kid. And I'd be like, all right. And then, like, the next year, I'd be sitting at SHOT Show and be waiting for a booth. And I'd be like, hey, Jeff, how you doing? Everything's got, yeah, yeah, Night Force right there on my shirt. You guys should do a front focal plane scope. And they're like, no, fuck you, little kid. And I'm like, come on, man. And they're like, no. I'm like, please. And they were like, finally, like, the army went, hey, ma'am, you guys should really make us a front focal plane scope. And they're like, you know, that little fucking kid at SHOT Show keeps asking for that front focal plane scope. All right, we'll make you one. And, and then the army's like, okay, thanks. And then they're buying it. But they all blame me because I was the one that kept going, like, you go back. When none of this was being talked, like, I was the one. Because if, if I thought it was good and nobody else was doing it, I was like, hey, man, you should do this. And they're like, shut up. I'm like, no, you should do it. And they're like, shut up. I'm like, why? And they're like, leave us alone. So anyway, um, yeah, so that was funny. And I was just going to talk something about radicals, too. Something just came up with radical. Oh, whoa, zeroing. 100-yard zeros, man. I just made a post. I have a 100-yard obsession. So I want a zero at a hundred and, and get it. It's supposed to be a process, not an event. I don't like how we're doing it. I, I, in, in, I'm basing that on the number of people that show up to class or match or show up somewhere. They show up and their shit's off. They show up and the scope's not zeroed. They show up and they're off. So I've been having this obsession because it's like your starting point and we all wing it. I mean, we all just, yeah, even in class, we want to get past 100. And we do so much at 100. We get a lot done. I mean, it's a great place to work people. It's a great place, the paper to show us. And we can see it move. You know what I mean? It's not like we do A, we look, and it's B. We do B, we look, and it's C. We do C, we look, and it's D. So there's always cause and effect, cause and effect, cause and effect, right? Fuck. And then it's like, hurry up and get that done. Hurry up, don't screw around. I don't want to. It's like, God damn, man, we need to do this better. And kind of a thing that lit me up is, so Chris comes over to drop off some paperwork. Too many Chris's way. I got to be like last names way. Way comes over way. And, and the bitches is his last name is way. Right. And it's like, anyway, so he comes over and he gives me like a reticle test target that he is using. And it's got dots. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. So he's got like a, a, it's an eight and a half by 11. 
And you can't do it any way you shake it. You can't do a tar, tall target test eight and a half by 11. You need at least the 10 mils to, for the, you, the error has to be big enough to see it. You know what I mean? And if it's, if you're only doing little bit, you got to multiply where, how much you're dialing so that the error that shows up is big enough to show up outside of your group. So if your group is a half minute, your error has got to be big enough to show up. So anyway, so he had this target. And while I don't like, like there's other ways of doing stuff with that target he has. I, I'm honestly, I'm this close. I mean, like microscopic. I'm this close to getting a um, full printer, a format, a, a large format printer. And just printing out large format targets for people on that scale. Because I'm coming to the realization, like handgun classes, you need your own zero paper. So I'm kind of getting back. Like rifles only, we took it for granted. We always did it. You had your own board. And... Now, in hindsight, I look at what we did at Rifles Only, and it was perfect in that sense. That you owe, like, we assigned you a lane. And I'm coming back to the thought process of you need your own. And I go to, like, Paul is a great example. We got 16 people in the class. I got a board of eight and eight. Still a lot of shots with eight and eight. You know, we put some in front of this group and some in front of this group. To tr- we don't want you cross-firing like, you know what I mean? We don't want the angle so great. So I try to get it in front of you. But then it's like that one guy. There's always that one guy that we need to do more with or revisit or do something. And it's lost or it's like the paper shot up or his target needs another. And... If I can just do like a large format, everybody gets their own. Cause I'm, I, I really am fine. I mean, God damn, it's the, it's the beginning. It's the front. I, you know, I was even talking to Roberts and we were, cause way's not coming. And it's like, fuck man, the guy threw a wrench in the works. What are we going to do? And it's like, well, if we do this, 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 and this, that'll work out and we'll do this. And I plan on taking Chris's piece. I'm going to do it and insert it into my piece. We're going to do this. And then I'm going to run everybody through this drill, but through my eye, you know? And and so that, all of that just tells me you got to have your own. I need you because if you're better than him, I want you to move on. But if I need him to move across and not forward, I want that ability. And I'm thinking I got to get a large format and just, um, and, and just start doing that. Now, it's logistically annoying because then you got 20 targets out front. It blocks a certain amount. Oof. Like, at a worst case, at the worst case in a big class, I almost have to go to eight and a half by 11 for everybody. Maybe, maybe I can do a six by six square. 
But like eight and a half by 11 is kind of where I'm going. And, and it's necessary. And so I was looking at Chris's paper and it looked cool, like what he had. And it was designed to aim here, dial here, hit here. And he did it where it was a, everything was a 10th and the dot was like a 10th. You know what I mean? It was tiny. And that made me think on zero. I'm like, you know what? For a zero, that would work. And I can kind of have a, a dotted grid with four aiming points. Ah, you know, and it's like, how do I make this fit for 20 people? I need to simplify the board or spread the board out. But I need to fit like 10 and 10. At a minimum, I need 10 on a page. And at a minimum, you're going to need four variations of a target that in my head I see. From big, medium, small, fine-tune. You know what I mean? We're zeroing like the eval, fundamental eval. Like if I could do one board that has your eval to your zeros, man. So like the fundamental evals there all the way down to your zero. But that won't really work travel-wise, you know? And so that's kind of where I'm like, a little bit. I, I, I'm, I, I'm there. I'm close. But I'm almost to the point where if I buy myself a fucking large format printer and start knocking down like 18 by 30 inch targets that I can play with, I can almost print an 18 by 30 incher, take them with me and solve problems that way. Like, hey, I know I'm going to this class. I could do 10 and 10. Okay, but I need three and three with the 10 and 10. So 30 and 30, and I can build it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm seeing that as a um, as a method because I really do think we're rushing it. And I know because it's so easy. Like, get it done. We don't ah, want to shoot far. Get it done. And it's like, mm, it means something. There's a little more to, like, I'll wing it, dude. Don't get me wrong. I'm the first guy that I know. I got a 6.5 or a 6 Creed barrel for my AI, and I'm traveling to your class. Brrr, spin that guy up. Do a freaking ghetto lock. Like, zing. I'm going to, oh, bend it and do that. And I get my ghetto lock going, and then I... I'm going to be a quarter inch. I'm going to be a tenth here. Maybe a tenth over, tenth down, tenth over, tenth up. I'm going to be, I'm going to be two tenths off, but in two different directions. And you know what? I'm going to shoot a fucking big plate. I don't care. That's not right. That's wrong. That's not right. And we all do it. And we all don't care, but it ain't right. And it's setting us up for something wrong later. And we see it, and then we go, ah. So, I want to, I mean, it's like, how much is good enough? 
and at what point is good enough but is that an area where good enough's enough is that an area where good enough's okay i don't know i think not but we've been doing it this way for so long and getting away with it i think maybe but then i did a post on sniper's hide i'm like okay what do you got Show me your zero. What's your zero? Why is your zero? How's your zero? And really, I can burn a zero down into something. Like, I want to be like dead on a tenth left to center for me. Because, and there's reasons why. If I take a little tiny quarter inch KYL dot on paper, I got a little bitty fucker and I got a KYL dot on paper. I got to shoot that little bitty thing. In a lot of cases, you throw your reticle on it and it's almost covering it, right? So if I take that reticle and I run it down the edge, maybe I can kind of see that dot and, and know I'm just there. But I mean, ah, it's just so tough to think about. And, and I know I want to put more effort into it, but I'm just not 100% sure yet, you know? And, and, and I want your opinions, man. I want you to tell me what you're thinking about those zeros. I want you to tell me to think about your zero process because we're talking shot process. What is your shot process, right? What are you doing for each and every shot? Like WTF, win target fundamentals, right? But what are we really doing? What is our personal mental checklist? Well, I kind of think that we need to do something slightly different with our zeros. You know what I mean? Zero, zero the hero. Speaking of zero the hero, I watched the Kiss documentary. It was pretty good. Uh, Two-part A&E thing. I liked it. I, I was like, yeah, you guys are dicks, but you're okay. And 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 I got it. I, I think their justifications when they did fuck up and they admitted it, I think their justifications were right in the time. You know, our thinking then was this. Didn't work out that way. We made a mistake. Okay. I thought their their justifications were good, but I just throw that out there. I thought the kiss the kiss documentary was was pretty good. Um anyway, that's where that's where I'm at. So, leaving tomorrow, going to be in Grand Junction, Mountain Warfare class or Mountain Hunter class, I think we're calling it. I don't know. Who does it really matter what we call shit? I don't know. We're doing a class in the mountains, and I know what I'm going to do. But what I call the damn thing don't really matter. Um, the live stream experiment, I'm going to say is okay, but I need it to connect to more people and to say that I'm live. Um, that looks good. So I'm happy there. Uh, so I can do this more where I'm podcasting, I'll live stream it, and then we can work in some of that. But um, you can listen to this in the background. You can get the videos because the videos will be in there and they'll, they'll feed in. So you can go back and look at this or listen to it. And then, you know, when you guys want podcasty stuff, you'll be able to kind of tag it on the hide and do it through the the um. Through the, through the app. But uh, anyway, sounds good, man. I think we're cool. I got Way texting me now. He's in the hospital laid up. He's going to, he's been, there's some articles on the front page. So Chris is laid up. He's in the hospital. He's got some drama happening and he's got his back is broken. Who knows what else the fuck is wrong with the guy? All kinds of shit. Anyway, um, he's doing some articles for me for Sniper's Hide. So there'll be some Get into the mind of Chris Way and what his thought process is. So he's going to bring you up from the Rifle Craft. There's two articles right now. There'll be a third soon. 
And um, we're just going to do a whole series for you that takes you from A to B to the rifle craft mindset. You know what I'm saying? So that way there you can see that what's going on. Uh, we got courses coming up. I don't know where. Mm, mm, Texas next one? Texas, I think. We're doing an ELRE thing in Texas. Uh, so there's that. And then I got some work happening. Uh, once I'm through this class, I'm going to jump in. I'm hoping the weather's going to change. Man, we've had some really, really, really shitty weather. Um, snow, cold. I mean, honestly, fucking damn, what is it, groundhog or whatever the hell he is? He nailed us with some weather. That uh, Puxatawney Phil did us no no favors this year, but in in Colorado has not been dry like normally. Like normally, I could be out in the range and all this because your day's averaging forty and fifty and it's dry out. Instead, we've been averaging thirty and it's been overcast, cold and rainy and snowy, and we got snow on the ground all the time. So. Uh, it'll take me a minute to get out there and do some videos, but when I do, I'll be doing the vids with Chris. I'll be doing the vids with the hide. If you want me to do vids, let me know. I mean, here's, this is kind of the perfect opportunity. You can either hit me up on Sniper's Hide in the Everyday Sniper section, or even go on the Podbean app. I check the Podbean app and look. Um, if you have something you want me to do, something you want me to say, something like that, and then I do have a couple more podcasts I'm doing with other people that I need to jump in on that got pushed off because of travel, uh, but definitely we'll be doing that, for, so for sure. Guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper podcast. Thanks for being on my live stream now, too. We'll do both because we could do all these things at the same time. So if you're a video guy, we can video you. If you're a podcasty guy, we could podcast you. And then we can start moving around that block to give you the mediums you need to get things done. Cool? All right, I appreciate you. Talk to you soon. 